I love a beautiful lawn. You love a beautiful lawn. Everybody loves a beautiful lawn, but they don't love how long it takes and how difficult it can be. And that is where True Green comes into play because it's the easiest and most affordable way to get that beautiful lawn. Let's be real. You've got plenty of other things to do in your free time than focus on your lawn care. So let True Green take care of all of that hard work while you get to do everything else that you want to do like go play golf. Here's what you need to do. Visit truegreen.com. Okay. It allows you to do you let them do the lawn care. And if you visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, that is all guaranteed. You can trust true green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA tour. They offer a satisfaction guarantee and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. It's truegreen.com. Get started now. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your DFS preview for this week's Worldwide Technology Championship. Joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Hello, Greg. Hey, Rick. Um, happy Halloween Eve. Yes. Or mischief night, as they say. Hopefully That's right. No mischief going on tonight. That's what I, I hope everybody's behaved. Uh, but what a time of year. Uh, there is so much today. It is, it is mischief night. It is Victory Monday. It is a sports equinox. All four major sports leagues uh, playing tonight. And it is the Monday of a Tiger Woods design course on the PGA. I mean, there's just uh, this sports calendar just never stops. It never stops. It's unbelievable. Uh, All the stars are aligning and we're here and ready to break down a big one for you. I I can already see it now. Um, I'm sure you've thought of this as well. A... 10 and seven, nine and eight New York Jets team that has done just enough, uh, led by their defense, sneaks into the playoffs. A healthy Aaron Rodgers steps back on the field as a dangerous wild card squad and makes a deep run for the Super Bowl. Uh, (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if this team made a run. I'll be honest with you. Um, but. And that yesterday's game, which was tear your eyes out bad. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> oh, it was so, it was the Pontane Olympics. The Giants had negative eight passing yards. Yeah, I saw negative nine. Okay, my bad. I gave him credit for one more, <laughs> but just like pathetic. And I know that this is a golf show, but. But that's the kind of game for the Jets that you win, and they've lost those games in the past. 
and it just helps your record and and you've shown that you can play with the chiefs and the bills and you know you've shown you the eagles they played with the eagles um beat the eagles you, you know they could play with these teams and so you you have to win against a the giants with negative nine but but they had negative eight or nine they have negative passing yards and it went to overtime <laughs> it, it is uh a way to win in the NFL. It's not going to be a way to win on the PGA tour this week. You are going to need to score and you are going to need to score score early. And often we are going to a new golf course, Greg, uh, L Cardinal at Diamante. This is a tiger woods design. We were chatting before we went hot. Uh, the event that has uh, historically been played or at least the last handful of years at El Chameleon in Mayacoba. We now go to the opposite coast Tiger Woods gets to unveil this uh, pretty new golf course. I think 2014 is is when it opened up. And we were saying in no way did Tiger Woods think, uh, all right, I've got to defend this place against Ludwig Oberg. I got to defend it against Cameron Young. I've got to defend it against the PGA Tour. This is resort golf at its finest. And you think about what Tiger has said in his design philosophy. And I haven't heard him really mention anything about you know, what challenges PGA tour players. It, it seems like the tiger woods design philosophy is based around everybody being able to play it, which is, which is totally fine. I just, I'm not sure what that's going to mean on the PGA tour. It's a hard thing to design a golf course that everybody can play. And at the same time challenges the best players in the world. So we'll see how that all plays out. I have a feeling they're going to go get it. The challenge won't be necessarily with the golf course. It'll be with, you know, outpacing the other player. So that's the beauty of the game is the competition never goes away because everybody's playing the same golf course. Uh, but it is pretty cool to see a Tiger Woods design. Um, I, I'm just curious to see if the, his design business grows and continues. And if we see him come up with PGA Tour designed golf courses. Is this, yep. I, I, I'm with you. I don't believe that this was the uh, Josh. If you want to show my screen, I've got the scorecard, I've got um, some metrics that I've kind of thrown together. But let's let's look at the card here, Greg 72, uh, par 72, 7,452 yards. When you start looking at this golf course, you're going to notice a couple of things. Um, zero rough. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. Literally zero rough. It's one single length of fairway that goes until you run into sand and or native area. The landing zones are very generous. Uh, most often at least 65 yards wide. There are a few holes where you can get a full football field of 100 yards uh, before you before you get yourself into trouble and massive greens over 8,000 square feet, which are going to be the second largest greens that we've had on tour this season or um, or next season behind just the plantation course at Kapalua. So lots of room out there, not much resistance to be found. And you know, there's a couple of factors here when it when it comes into um, you know, the length of the golf course and how it plays, you have a couple of factors. One is the past palum grass, mm. which generally isn't very fast. So I, I don't think you're going to see a golf ball run like crazy, but with no rough and wide landing areas, it means they're going to hit drivers. 
And when they hit drivers, the golf course, when, when the penalty for missing left and right is reduced, distance goes up. So you're going to be able to really air it out. And you start to look at the lengths of these holes and they're not very long at that. I mean, 7,400 yards is a long golf course, but you break it down hole by hole. The 582 is reachable. Um, a 208 yard par three is what middle of the road on the PGA tour. Um, you know, it's not daunting in length by any means. 351, we'll see how that play holds. 483. So, I mean, that's a driver and a eight iron for a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in that range. You know, it, it looks long. 483 is long. If it's into the wind, those reports are it'll be very calm. Can play long. But we're hitting when you can hit driver at that length, it's not that bad. 438 driver wedge 601 when you can hit driver that becomes reachable um which is crazy to think but that's reachable 489 same deal 474 same deal 200 yards with the ninth so you start to look at these and there's not a single hole where the length is daunting right which is kind of wild on a 7400 yard golf course it's it's an interesting conversation and one that we tapped into a hair a couple of weeks ago uh, with Ludwig at, I can't remember if it was in Vegas or Jackson, but the idea of, are, are you requiring bombers? Are guys that are long and straight, are they uh, minimized a little bit on a golf course that has fairways as wide as this? They're still going to be longer than everybody else. Can JJ spawn compete out here playing from, from, uh, this far back, if you just go through this and say, you know, a lot of times it's it's driver eight iron, maybe it's driver six iron for him, maybe it's driver seven iron for him. You know, what? how do we translate this scorecard into the types of golfers before we even get into naming names here in a second? I certainly give an edge to guys who can hit it far. They're going to have an automatic edge and there's not really a pen, uh, there, there's not really a penalty for their shortcomings. I know Ludwig probably doesn't have any Um, but you know the length is absolutely still an advantage Uh, but it's an advantage in the fact that it sets up your second shot so you can overcome shortcomings in distance with second shots Uh, you can overcome that with putting right these are really big greens as well yeah and so it this feels like it kind of gets broken down into a second shot putting golf course which is the recipe for birdies we talk about all the time um but i think it really as as the areas get wider and wider while distance is an advantage and my lean will be to distance uh, it's not the only way to get around here and and it ultimately turns into uh, a putting contest in my opinion yeah lots of birdies if you're making pars you're probably losing ground to the field i suppose there is a level of uh, hey, maybe the wind kicks up and, and plays a little bit of defense. But as Greg mentioned, uh, not really in the forecast as of right now on this Monday. So let's start naming names, Greg. We'll jump over to the cheat sheet. We'll start going through this tier by tier and find out who has the best chance to play well in Mexico this week. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. Okay, Greg, this is uh, my website, RickRunGood.com. It is the cheat sheet and it reveals that there are five golfers over $10,000. Ludwig Oberg, 11200 Cameron Young, 10-9. Sahith Tiala. 10,700 Steven Yeager at 10, two and Lucas Glover rounds it out at $10,100. The cream of the crop. How would you like to spend here, Greg? It's a really interesting board when you look at it in its totality. Um, cause I, I do think there are some ways to get these heavy hitters in there. And what we've learned in the past in so far in this FedEx cup fall is that the cream has really risen to the top. Yeah. You're not kidding. You know, so getting these guys in your lineup is important. Um, picking the right one is important. So I'm f- absolutely fine with playing Ludwig. Uh, I, I think the again, while his length and accuracy combination may be mitigated a little bit, the length is still an advantage, as I said. And I think his iron play has really improved since the Ryder Cup, or since the end of the PGA Tour season last year. It's really improved. And he's been a pretty good putter for his entire career on the PGA Tour. Uh, you know, an above average putter. He's, he's a guy that can put up a stroke around without a problem on the green. So I'm, I'm fine with Ludwig. Um, Cam Young is a little bit more of a risk. It feels like it should be a great golf course for Cam Young. Yeah. What we saw last time we, we saw Cam Young wasn't necessarily all that great. And I'm I'm really a little worried about that iron play section. So I don't know what I'm going to get, but I, I love Cam Young. I love Sahi Thigala as well. The two guys I'm probably not going to play, I just think they're priced too high, is Jaeger and Glover. So I'm really looking to get one of those top three guys locked into my lineup, whether it's Ludwig, Young, or Thigala. I'm comfortable with all three. Um one of them has to be in there for me. Yeah, I tend to agree. The 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 big three at the top, Ludwig, Cam Young, and Sahith, I think uh, all offer a, a lot to like. Sahith's coming off a victory a couple starts ago, and he, I mean, his ability to spray it off the tee, probably not going to be a problem here after that. It's all good. Um, I, I find a little bit of trouble with Glover, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Greg, because he has really done a lot of damage. Uh, I mean, he had a career in in basically six weeks with with the wins and uh, the top five finishes. Yet he is still not a great putter, right? He's lost strokes putting in four of his last six. That includes his last two at the BMW the Tour Championship. We haven't seen him play in over two months. I worry that if we get Anything like we've got in in the last two or in the handful where if he loses a stroke putting, if he loses 
two strokes putting. It, it, there's, I just don't see a way to to win, and you need to win at ten thousand one hundred dollars. Right, and, and again, you know, it's similar with Steve, um, you know, with with Jaeger. Is the really good play from him going to produce a win? Yeah, he's and, been so consistent, but we haven't really seen the upside. Right, and and that's a that's great. You can make a great career doing that. And there are many weeks where that's a autoplay in your lineup. But you know, when when the performance is this good and the results don't match, it makes me question the ceiling because it's been going on for a long time, right? It's elite ball striking. And what's that going to give us? So I, I have my concerns with both Glover and Jaeger. Um, with, with Glover especially, I know you were talking about him earlier. Um, he's going to have a hard time gaining strokes off the tee because he is a great driver. And you look at that green column on the left. If you're watching on YouTube, that's the off the tee column. Yeah. He gains strokes off the tee nearly every week. But a lot of that comes from accuracy. He's one of the most accurate drivers on the PGA Tour, which is again great, but it's not going to be a huge benefit here. There's not going to, there's not a lot of fairways to miss, so that advantage gets taken away a little bit. And when it comes to the putting, he has really gotten rid of a huge issue, um, and it, it hasn't made him a great putter. It's just it, it's gotten him to an acceptable level where he feels confident, and and that's a real benefit, but. You're going to have to fill it up this week. And after all this time off for Lucas Glover, I'm not sure I'm ready to jump in at $10,000. I think it'll be a good week for him. Uh, I do. But, um, you know, I, I I need a win up here. And I, I'm not sure I'm going to get it. Yeah, I think there's a pretty big drop off from... Ludwig and Cam Young and 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 Sahith to the to the rest of those guys, especially because when you get down to the nine K range, there's some really good options here, and you know it's it's it puts it it squeezes Jaeger, who's been great but upside questionable. It squeezes Lucas Glover, wondering about what the upside is if he doesn't putt well, and just kind of puts him in an awkward position. The nine K range, Bo Hostler, who's been phenomenal this fall, Emiliano Grillo, Thomas Dietrich, JJ Spawn, Adam Svensson, and the bottom is Akshay Patia, Chris Kirk, and Luke List. How can we start parsing through these golfers here? You mentioned JJ Spawn earlier. I, uh, I, I think he can find a way to win here. Um, the, the putting since July has been okay for the most part. I know he struggled at the Shriners, but it was clearly better at the Zozo. And his iron play has been absolutely phenomenal since April. You know, coming up on an entire season here where it's just been great. He's been great with the irons. So I love the upside in JJ Spawn. Um, I'm very pleased with that. Bo and Grillo are interesting plays. Again, I mean... Bo may be priced a little too high as well. He's been like the best player in the fall, Greg. He's been the best player in the fall. I agree. You just start to get really pinched on the other side of your lineup. If you got to get one of the top three and Bo, you can do it. And I, I like, I, I actually really like getting him in because the putter can get really hot. There have been real improvements with the iron play. I don't like the price. Um, just as far as lineup construction goes, it pinches it a little bit, but it's doable. And and if you are comfortable with a couple of the flyers we got in the 6K range, 
um, then I think you can play Bo. And and he's reliable. He is reliable. So he's low enough to where he can get into your number two spot. And and I think he's worth that play. Yeah, I mean, he's he's long enough off the tee. He gained strokes there. The tee to green play has been great. And as you mentioned, that, that putter has gotten uh, scorching at times and has been a real asset for him this fall. You mentioned Emiliano Grillo. I'll point out a couple of things. You know, he's... Yeah. He's been on the skids a little bit, small little slump from the BMW championship, missed his first two cuts of, uh, of the fall portion. I worry about his iron play, but he finished T10 at the Zozo. We don't have the strokes gain breakdown from there. Yeah. So it, it's hard to say, you know, did he gain five strokes putting? Was he back to being elite ball striking Tito green, Emiliano Grillo? So we've got questions about that, but his record on Paz Palom, Greg is He's the king. He is unreal. He he's the king. I mean, he's got like 48 rounds. He's gaining like uh, 1.6 strokes per round. It's just, again, usually not a surface that we have the metrics on because they don't usually take the shot link to the places that you find past Pollum, but it, you can't, you can't close your eyes and putt on. He's obviously putted better there than a lot of other places. Yes. And you know, um, Andy Lack did a great article in, on rickrungood.com, which you should really check out to get an idea of how this golf course is going to play. Uh, and and the Mexico Open at Vedanta has been a really good comparison to this golf course, according to Andy. Uh, and I can see the similarities there as well. Wide corridors, same grass type. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. And he's played there twice. He has a T33 and a T5. Um, gained strokes putting in both of them. Yeah. So I, I think I think Emiliano is maybe a little risky because we didn't get strokes gained data last week, but that's got to be a good sign. A T10 at the Zozo, heading to the king uh, of Pass Palom, heading to Pass Palom. I'm very comfortable with that. So there, I wrote down three guys, Bo, Grillo, and Spawn in the 9Ks. Let me get your thoughts on one more, and it's Akshay. So... The thing that I find so interesting about Akshay is that he had the opposite field swing those back-to-back -back weeks where I think it was Scottish Open, Open Championship, where no one was paying attention what was happening stateside. He finished T9 at the Barbasol and won the Barracuda. And then that was only six starts ago. If you look at his best professional results anywhere, in the world, Greg, Corn Ferry Tour, PGA Tour, etc. Here are his best results. Bahamas, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Bahamas, Barracuda, Bahamas, Barbasol. So basically, five of his best six events ever are the Bahamas in Puerto Rico or Mexico. Let's get tropical. Let's get tropical. Right. I mean, if we had, if he was on a team on the PGA tour, it'd be the Flint, Michigan tropics. That's right. I mean, you go down, uh, I mean, I mean, he's got a good result in Bermuda. He's got a good result in Punta Cana. Like the, the guy loves the tropics. He loves the tropics. I'd also say this about Akshay. Um, I don't love what I'm seeing in the analytics right now. Yeah. Don't worry. He's about that. because of his youth. He is like a, you could start him any week. I'd be comfortable starting him any week. He's got an extremely high upside. And at 9,200, you could take a chance on Akshay. That could get you into the winner's circle. He's a he's a caliber player that could win this week. You know, he's not a top 50 guy, but he belongs in that category, I believe.
Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm high on Akshay as well, even though the yeah. analytics don't quite add up. I think he's, I think he's quite risky, but with you, with, with great risk, with great risk comes great reward. So yes, kind of one of those, one of those types of options at $9,200. Um, anybody else here? Luke list has played well, hits it far, yeah. doesn't drive it straight. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I I put some thought into him. I just again, I I feel like Lucas' success comes on places where driving is paramount, mm. and distance will be an advantage. But it almost goes downhill after the driver for Lucas. And I, I I like guys with length. I don't like when they lean on the driver this week. If that makes sense. Yeah, he's just going to need to be flawless everywhere else um, to contend, and that's that's a pretty big that's a pretty big ask. Okay, well, yeah. we'll continue this conversation: the eights, the sevens, the sixes, because we're going to get to some sketchy portions of this board. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that while over sixty percent of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than twenty percent of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account. Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Okay, Greg, the $8,000 range, fairly small here. Justin Suck, Keith Mitchell, Matt Kuchar, Mark Hubbard. Then you get Lucas Herbert, lots of H's, Davis Thompson, Chris Goderup, Andrew Putnam, and a guy who finished third in Las Vegas in his last start, Taylor Pendrith. So this is where things start to get very interesting. Um, no longer is this like, oh, yeah, this makes a ton of sense. Just a lot more question marks here. So what do we want to do? I got two guys I'm really interested in here. Okay. There are more that I'm okay with, but there are two that I'm really interested in. First, we got to go all the way down to the bottom. It's Taylor Pendrith. Agreed. This seems like it's absolutely made for Taylor Pendrith. Yep. If, you know, if you could design a golf course for him to win, this would be it. Mm -hmm. and, and it's to the point where you could start your lineup with him. If you had questions about whether to play Ludwig, Sahith or or Cam Young, you could start here and figure out what you know who fits in best price wise up top, because um, because he on this kind of course fits in with those he can play with those guys. So what I love about 
Pendrith is what he's done with his approach game since, you know, July, since June, the end of June. And it's been basically every week. I mean, you're talking about eight out of nine gaining strokes approaching the green. You've seen some nice finishes to go along with it. Some really high ceiling, like Shriners T3, Barbasol 6, 14th at the Rocket Mortgage. And then there's been some missed cuts, but he's had his success on golf courses that are kind of like this. You know, Rocket Mortgage, it's like, well, this is made for Cam Davis. You can be long, you can be wild. Well, Taylor Pendrith plays really well. Shriners, you can be long, you can be kind of wild. Uh, plays really well. It, it just it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, a so score, I'm all in on Pendrith. A scoring fest where you can be a little inaccurate, just keep it out of the desert. That's what he did at Shriners, and it's basically what you're going to have to do here. The other thing that I think is interesting about Pendrith is, you know, we'll see later in the week what the sentiment around the industry is. But anytime people get to play Chris Goddard up, they're like foaming at the mouth for it, right? And I and I get it. Like I love the kid, but he's been like the the shiny new object in in the fantasy circles for the last couple of years. He bombs it. He mashes it. Taylor Pendrith is like a better, more refined Chris Goddard. Yes. Similar skill set, much more proven, $200 cheaper. And we'll see as the week goes on how they compare in terms of the projected ownership. But that Pendrith is the guy that I also circled at the bottom. Like, yeah, we, this is this one makes sense. We want Goddard up to play well, but Oops. I'm not sure he stepped up to the plate at that level. You know, he gets his PGA Tour card, but does not dominate on, on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, I, I just don't think he's proven enough yet. I got to wait a little bit. I know he can play. I saw him play at the U S open an incredible round. He really fought back hard. Uh, so I, I know he's a lovely player, but I'm not buying into the hype at all. Uh, especially not with Taylor Pendrick sitting right below him. Yeah. Who was, uh, who was the second guy? The second guy. I'm glad you asked Davis Thompson. Mm. Okay, uh, a little more expensive than Chris Goddard, but look at what he's done, tee to green. It's just been phenomenal. You're, you're talking about four in a row gaining strokes approaching the green, uh, all the way back to the end of June, gaining strokes off the tee. Been phenomenal, mm -hmm. and the putting has been cool, but far from bad. It gives you the idea that hey, we might be able to see a a guy gain three to four strokes on the greens. I think he has that kind of upside in the game. Uh, and and also, we've seen some really good play out of him. I mean, ended the season with a T22 at the Wyndham, tied 16th at the Sanderson Farms, uh, and a couple of other tied uh, top 35 finishes at Shriners and Fortinet as well. It's been pretty good. I think this could be a good setup for him. He's gained at least four strokes from T to green in each of his last four. He has... He's lost putting in four straight, but his biggest loss was 1.3 strokes. So basically less than a stroke uh, to the negative in each of his last four. So it's not like he's giving away a ton of strokes with the flat stick. And he has shown he can get hot there because just a couple of starts before that. Uh, he goes nuts and gains nearly five at TPC Deer Run. So, yeah, I, I agree. Remember the pedigree, former number one ranked amateur in the world, um, you know, finally starting to figure out on the PGA Tour, putting things together. The results are the results are following suit. Yes. Um, so a lot of upside, right? And he's performed well in a birdie fest like the American Express. 
before as well. Um, played well at the Fortnite last year. So yeah, I, I think things are in really good shape for Davis Thompson. Matt Kuchar's um, interesting if we were playing at El Chameleon, but we are we are not. Uh, he has he he's has, playable here. You think so? He he's crushed it in Mayakoba, and he has admittedly put together some pretty decent results as of late. But I I I worry that this is a lot of golf course form. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Um, it, it will be long for Matt Kuchar, but. Like we said, hey, this turns into a putting contest. And if you look at, I know the strokes gain metrics aren't great, but he's a very solid lag putter, avoids three putts very well. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think he's a pretty good long iron player considering. I wouldn't be surprised if he got hot. I, I'm not in love with it. I didn't write his name down, but he's a playable pivot. If you feel like, okay, I got all bombers and I know the leaderboard is not going to be full of all bombers. Maybe you know, it's a little sneaks up there. You know, it's a little misleading to say that he's a good long iron player, Greg, because you know, those are hybrids. You, you know, he hits those big high hybrids that, that land very soft. And I'm like, oh, he's done it again. That guy <laughs> there. Those are called long iron replacements. <laughs> And you're right it, because when I was saying he's a good long iron player, I had hybrids in my mind. I was it, I was imagining a head cover laying on the ground next to his ball. That's exactly that's exactly right. Uh, he's got a bunch of them in the in the bag. Um, the seven K range, massive. Uh, some guys who have played well in the fall. We've got some guys coming back from injury. I'll point uh, one out in in particular, but it's basically Ben Griffin, Taylor Montgomery, Cam Champ at the top. The middle of the range is your Mav McNeely, Michael Kim, Vince Whaley. The bottom of the range is um, Hayden Buckley, David Lipsky, Ryan Moore, et cetera, et cetera. So there's um, a lot of interesting stuff here, Greg. Where do you want to go first? Okay. Huge range, Huge. like you said. And there are a ton of, a ton of playable guys. A ton of. How about that? Um, so you have a lot of options in this range. Mm -hmm. And it's a good thing because it really can help you get some more stars in your lineup. Like it, this range makes Bo Hostler much more playable along with a Ludwig or Thigala or Young. So this is an important range. Um, I, I'll start. Let's do what we did in the eight case. We started at the bottom. Okay. This is another guy that I can build a lineup around. We talked about him recently, Rick, uh, two episodes, uh, last episode heading into Zozo. Yes. 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 Will Gordon. Okay. Now it looks pretty bad. No, you were, you were, you were all over this. All you, over it. You called the Will Gordon playing well at the Zozo. I believe, uh, Josh can correct me if I'm wrong. I either, I either bet him for real and, or put him in our bets for top 20. He finished T21, which was right. a little bit unfortunate, but yeah, that's still very good. You said you were going to play a top 20 on him or something. I think I did. Oh, I definitely uh, bet it. I can't remember if I put it close. on the show. Yeah. So really close. But the reason why we were so high on him, you know, and went that way at the Zozo is because he is a really strong long iron player. And Zozo was a lot of long par fours, a lot of long iron play. Um, and, and, and then a lot of wedges. And I thought that probably played into his hands. Well, this week may play into his hands even more. 
with uh, the number of mid to long irons in there, that 175 to 200, 225 range, I think is going to come into play a lot. Uh, and now all of a sudden the guy who's, who, if you're watching on YouTube, you see his club head speed is third on the PGA tour. Yeah. And there's no rough and you can hit it anywhere. <laughs> and this is a, this is a really high upside play to me. Yeah. Will, Will Gordon season for sure. This yeah. Is, get him, get him on. I'm, golf I'm not a Will Gordon guy. <laughs> well, you might be after this week, this week I am. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let me fire one out there at you. Well, all first right. of all, let me point out uh, Mav McNeely. So Mav McNeely is is back this week. This is his first start since June. Uh, he had that shoulder injury that he dealt with all year long. He tried to play through it. It was horrible. He shut it down in June. He did not get surgery, but he did a ton of rehab. He did like stem cell replacement treatments he also did greg and this is the one part i definitely want to get your thoughts on he said he had to make some swing adjustments which is always pretty scary for me at least in terms of i'm gonna have to see uh a pretty significant run before i get interested in mad mcneely again um it's mad mcneely okay it's one thing when like will zalatoris came back from his injury at uh at century and made some swing adjustments and we were worried it went pretty well before he got hurt again mm. um so matt mcneil is not a will zalatoris type type talent I, and he's got to prove his worth a little bit to me and i i can't find a reason to put him in here especially when he's surrounded by uh Callum Terran, Cheston Hadley, Sam Ryder, all playable. Michael yep. Kim, Vince Whaley, Chad Ramey, Eric Van Royen, yeah. all playable. All super playable. Right. I mean, I, I like all those guys. And maybe with the exception, maybe with the exception of Sam Ryder, I wrote them all down on this list. Yeah. And Joel Damon's playable too. Yeah, Joel Damon just went through. Um, oh, never yeah, mind. I got to get him off the. I got to get him off the cheat sheet. Cheat sheet. That's my fault. He just withdrew. He was replaced by. I can't remember, but I'll look it up. But here, I'm glad you mentioned Callum Taron because that's the kind of that's where I was going right. And when you started talking about okay, um, specific golf courses, uh, horses for courses. This is a course that, that at least I believe distance helps, accuracy doesn't matter, and turns into that birdie fest of approach and putting. That is literally how you describe Callum Terran. He yeah. is very inaccurate off the tee. He can still move it. He has those two skill sets of approach and putting. We have seen him pop recently. He had that lightning hot round in Vegas. He finished T23 there. It continues a stretch of very good golf for him, dating back to the 3M Open. That was six starts ago. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for Callum. I see with Callum a little more uh, volatility than I do with a Steven Yeager, for instance, but some similarities. Um, but I'm much more willing to play him at 7,600 than, you know, Steven Yeager, who's up in the 10 case. Yeah. Heck yeah. You know, and, and, and I also think there's more, you know, more of those blazing hot rounds than we see from Yeager. So I'm very happy to play a Callum Terran here. I do wonder what the real upside is. Like we could get a great week and it's a T 16, but I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that in this range. He can finish inside the top 10, but eh. yeah, it's, you just don't, you, yeah. he doesn't put the, he doesn't put the position result on the board. Now 
he's still finding his way. You know, he's still young. Like last year, heading into the season, he was a up and comer for me. I know he's a little bit older, but kind of a new PGA Tour player. I thought could make some noise. He didn't, um, but I, I still see that potential. And it looks like it's going in the right direction right now. So I'm fine with that. Definitely. Uh, Josh tells me that Jonathan Bird got in for Joel Damon. That was the replacement earlier. Okay. Uh, just a just a bit ago. You mentioned that. I mean, there's you mentioned the, the, some of the other guys I like to. I think this is a great spot for Vince Whaley, who's gone 25th, 28th, and 13th in the fall portion. Eric Van Royen is getting his game back awesome. in shape. 30th, 16th, and 23rd in his three events this fall. You're finding a lot of guys who are putting it together um, this time of year, leading to good results. So you can really um, lean on this section, Greg, and find some find some viable, uh, viable golfers. Yes. So th there's a lot. And that's kind of this middle 7K range is, I think, really strong from Taryn skipping Mav McNeely going all the way down to EVR. I, I think really pretty much anybody in that seven, six to seven, four range is playable. I, I like all those guys. Um, but I think the top of this range is really interesting too, because of cam champ, who I just think is, I, I know <laughs> I didn't even say anything. <laughs> I know, but I feel the side too. I look at it. Am I going to do this again? Right. We, how long are we going to stick with this? And I, I just, I still think something's coming. He is just so good for one or two or three rounds a week. And then he punts hard, right? Very hard. I mean, he did it in round three of the Shriners. He, uh, I mean, completely punted that tournament away on Saturday. He has done it um, a handful of times. I mean, it's just the talent is insane. It's a good golf course for him. He will look like prime Tiger Woods for 18 holes at a time. I, I, I'm just so, I'm not tired of it. Like I'm just, I, I just don't know what to, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be involved in camp champ because I'm sick, but like, I just know how this is going to finish. Yeah. Well, I think that I think that breaks at some point. This isn't like what this isn't the really bad missing cut after cut after cut camp. No. Camp. Well, that's what's that's why we're spending the oxygen on him because he right. is playing well. If he was just missing cuts every week, we wouldn't even have to have these conversations. No, no, it's not just on a whim. Camp champs won before on the PGA Tour and hits it a long way, and he's going to play well. No, you know, th this is there, there's something real going on here. He might be and, cutting well again, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't think you could pass him up on this week. Now think about the you have Pendrith, Champ, and Will Gordon. Those are that's a great core three for your lineup. You got a heavy dose of long guys, um, who have extremely high upside. You add in one of your top three. You got four guys that can really move it. And and I think that's a safe number when you look at, well, how are we going to play the distance thing? You got four guys that really move it, and then you mix in a couple, two other guys. I, I like that blend, personally. How's he done in Mexico? Two top tens. God. 
All right, fine. He's a, you got to go back to him. Yeah. Okay. I think like I've, so I've been involved this fall and if I've been involved this fall, I, uh, this is like one of the better spots for him. I absolutely have to. Yes. You you're, you will kick yourself. You get to, you know, Sony and you get into next season and we can kind of reset on camp champ, but you can't bail now. No, I I can't. I can't. I I can't and I won't. Um Cagely. Okay. So I think a very interesting upside play. Um I, he could just make so many birdies. Yeah. He won he won twice at uh Greg Ranch. Yeah, which was like birdie fest both years, right? Birdie fest both years. Big wide open kind of golf course. Um, you know, different grass type, but a similar set of skills a very specific set of skills that's right cage has them good luck cagely has them <laughs> so he you know he's a option for me a, a little bit of a risky option non-bomber i'm into that i think yeah you know tyler duncan caught my interest another one of these guys i mean there's like 10 guys in this range that i'd play yeah no it, it is it is very uh, a very good lineup filling uh, portion of the board, which is not something that we see every single week. So I, I do like, I do like that. The, the six K, I don't know if I can, if I can feel the same way about Adam long, Austin Smotherman, MJ Duffy amongst those, at the top, the middle of the board, that's where you find, uh, doc Redman, Isaiah Salinda, and the bottom of the board, uh, includes a friend of the pod, Michael block, $6,000. Greg, let's just start there. Uh, blocky came on the show last week. Uh, he is min priced since the run at the PGA championship where he finished T 15. He has missed two cuts and he didn't really give us a lot of confidence. He kind of talked about how he hasn't been practicing as much as he would like. and hasn't been playing that much. What do, what do we do with the old blockster? Uh, not playing him, watching, <laughs> cheering, enjoying, not playing him. I mean, he said it on your show. I know it was a major championship, but his a plus game gets beat by 14 guys. Yeah. You know, it, it's there's a lot of red on this board for a reason, and and a, a T15 is the ceiling, and it's very unlikely, uh, and a golf course that does not suit his game well at all. Yeah, uh, this is a no go. But or cheer, cheer him on. But cheer it's a no go. Cheer him on. Okay, so uh, who are the goes in the six K range? Then there's only two. That I could find. I've got like two and a half. So let's see what they are. Uh, I could give you two and a half. I could give you a half. Okay. Uh, one, number one, kind of a staple in the lineup with what we've built so far. It kind of has to be a staple. Kelly Craft. Yeah, that was one of mine as well. Right. This is a rare, bright, shining light in the 6K range. Look at what he's done the last two starts with his approach play. Uh, this was another thing we were all over, by the way. Yes. Pat, our, pat ourselves on the back because uh, he was 6,400 in Las Vegas. We pointed this out. He finished T23, gained another seven strokes on approach. So now he's got four four great starts in a row. Three of them have been this fall. The last two have been knocking the cover off of it. Yes. So hitting it great in the area that is key this week. Um, putting's been pretty great good. Putter. Very, very good. So I'm all in on Kelly Craft. Um, 
you're going to need one. You're going to need somebody like this when you're building your lineup. The other one is unfortunately the same exact price and it's Marty Doe. Yeah. I thought you might find that one too. Yep. Um, I like what he's done with his ball striking. Sure. Uh, I like the finishes, you know, 12th at the Sanderson, uh, was, was really good. Um, made the cut in Mexico. Not a big deal, but T 49 there and putted well, which I think is a really important thing. You look at what he did in Mexico and he lost five strokes approaching the green, but lately last four events that that ball striking has been a lot better. So it looks like he's found something in the golf swing uh, and has putted well on past Palin before. So I, I think Marty Doe is um, an option as well. So Kelly Craft number one, Marty Doe number two. I know you said you got two and a half. I'll give you my half first. How about that? Yeah, that's good. And I don't like this at all, but Ru- Russell Perfect. Knox. <laughs> Russell Knox. Let's see what Russell Knox has been up to. It's always good when you say, I don't like this at all. Yeah. It's always a good way to preface. It's uh, something that my wife does. This is <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Try it. Yeah, this smells horrible. Smell it. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'll take your I'll just take your word for it. I don't need to sniff it. That's <laughs> what is she? I, don't, I get that all the time. Like, what? Yeah, is this? she'll have a she'll have a drink and say, oh, it's not good. Try Take a sip. Take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> what, we have to share in misery. Can you just right. tell me about why, why, why can't you just be miserable? <laughs> <laughs> Russell Knox has gained basically multiple strokes on approach every event dating back to the Travelers Championship, basically 10 events in a row. Uh, I cannot imagine there's anybody in this range that can uh, uh, equal that. No, the, the problem is it hasn't. What does it really, lead to? Yeah, it hasn't really led to a ton of great results, but two top 30s in his last three, both of them were this fall, are his two best results. So, eh? Kind of, kind of. It's a half. It's, it's a half. Now, I don't think that 6,700 is going to save you enough to make a real sizable difference. You know, I was mix- messing around here, going with Kelly Craft. Just it, it works. The, the same lineups work. So I don't think, yeah, I really have to go to Russell Knox. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be upset at you if you played him. My. Second one was Rio Ishikawa, who finished fourth at the Zozo and has yeah. been crushing globally, crushes on the Japanese tour, and he is like very, very inaccurate off the tee. So uh, this would be a good place for him. And then my half was, I can't even remember who my half was. Um, I think it might have been Marty Dow. Marty Doe. Yeah. Yeah, he wor- it works. I think he, I think he's a good play. The fact that I can't Rio, where's Rio price to get. Oh yeah. He's 6,700 too. Yeah. There's not really a great, like where, where's my super cheapy, right? Where's my, no, there, no. there's been, a, there's been guys like that this fall that have been, you know, they like Kelly craft, right? He's 6,400 looks great. You have a six K range with nobody in it. And at 6,400, there's a gem in the, in the rough. There's no rough this week. There's also no gems down there. <laughs> Hard to find a gem in the rough when you don't have any rough. <laughs> so ever. Uh, okay. Well, 
I think we've done a great job, Greg. And I, I you know, coming from the guy who's giving himself his the uh, his own report card, I think we've done a great job. <laughs> yep. Well, let me give a pat on my own back here, and uh, happily skip off into the sunset. That's right. That's right. We've got uh, a Monday night full of sports. Tuesday. What time does? All right. What time? Or is it relative to sunset in which these kids start going around? Okay. Um, well, it can start early. The young kids go out early, don't they? Young kids go out early. Mm. My kids are young, but they won't go out too early. Won't be five, you know, but my hope is if we're trick-or-treating by six o'clock, mm-hmm. we're in really good shape. I'd love to be five. I'd love for it to be five o'clock Eastern. Um, the issue, my boys are both ninjas and their costumes are black and they will disappear in the dark. So they're going to be wearing light up necklaces nice. and I will be, I'll, I will be running around chasing these guys down. You are on ninja duty. I'm on ninja duty. They'll be with friends too, which is which is good. I can keep an eye on the group. Hopefully, we have some someone wearing neon. <laughs> that could be you. Yeah, that doesn't do any good. Yeah, just you can see yourself. Um, <laughs> the is there is there a uh, a candy that as you're going through your children's your boys' bags, you'll say, "Oh, oh, this one looks like it's been opened. I'm gonna take that." And then when they go to sleep, you're gonna <laughs> gobble it up. Uh, I've been pretty good about the sweets this year and I may, it may be time for a cheat day. Nice. Okay. Cause I love this conversation yeah. more, probably more than I even like the candy. I'll give you a top. You want a top three? Yeah. Let's start with the top three. Okay. Um, number one, mm-hmm. unanimous year after year is the Kit Kat bar. Ooh, solid, strong choice out of the gate. Well done. Yeah, choice number two. Mm-hmm is wait do you eat how do you eat the kit kat do you break them apart eat one yes. eat the other mm. yes mm. you got to break them up okay i just, you, you just i just take a bite of both you take a oh wow yeah i know sick it's sick <laughs> yeah, i mean they tell you they break me up break off oh, so you just listen to corporate america and whatever they anything want. they tell me anything <laughs> they tell me okay number two it's like an elf when he walks into the coffee shop. Congratulations. <laughs> world you did the world's best coffee. <laughs> oh, you did it. <laughs> you did it. Oh. Uh, that's a different holiday. Number two is I have a little debate here. I'm gonna go a little off the board, a little okay. off the beaten path. You may not see this coming. It's the hundred gram bar. You're right. I didn't see that coming phenomenal mm. uh, to, what is it it's chocolate on the outside yeah you got some car- caramel in there yeah and you've got like uh some crispy wafers as well so the top of it's kind of bumpy with the with crispiness yeah crisp crisp rice oh crisp rice yeah oh it's great it's yeah. a little chewy you know you got to it's almost like a dog eating peanut butter, but it's great. You got to work it off your teeth a little bit. That's a relatively new candy, isn't it? That, that, is, that, that got popular in the mid-80s. That's like, that's like a new candy. 
Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it's like my my there's, dad's era. There's not a lot of new candy being invented. Why is that? Well, you, I mean, look, you don't At mess least, with perfection. We've right? solved you candy. Up, are you going to mix up the Kit Kat bar? They yeah. tried this. It's it's like 72 whole stroke play gets old. But yeah, it's also the best form of go. It's the just it's the best. Just can't beat it. I can't even think of a new candy. What are you going to do? Put a twist on a Ritz cracker? I mean, somebody's got to be out there innovating. Okay, so we've got we've got the Kit Kat, we've got the 100 grand, and routing out your podium is uh, the Reese's peanut butter cup. The best. That's my number one. Just not fantastic. Even not even close. It's, fantastic. Uh, even when they do, so so we went out and bought candy all, like a week ago, which was a horrible idea because I've eaten half of it at this point. Um, they have Reese's uh, pumpkins. Oh, phenomenal. Just shaped like pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it tastes exactly the same, but it's, just you know, no, you know, there's something, there is something to this, Rick. If you get like, what comes to my mind is Easter, like a Reese's bunny. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah, they're, they're almost better. Yeah. Why is that? Are I, they, they're not I actually different, know. are they? No, I think it's just the ratio changes. They're a little thinner. I think that, yeah, I think there's more, right. There's either more chocolate or more peanut butter. Yeah. A little thinner in the peanut butter. I, I feel like. Yeah. But fantastic. Oh, I'll, I would try if I come across a pumpkin, it's unsafe for children. Unsafe. That's oh, this, this looks like it's been opened. I'll take that young man <laughs> and I'll put it here in the safe pile and I'll dispose of it when I get to the, uh, the inspector's house. Yeah. <laughs> You can just tell kids anything, right? You can tell them anything. <laughs> They'll remember it years later. That's the problem, right? Is that now you've got to remember all the lies you've told. Yeah, they're sharp. I <laughs> try to avoid that. But again, tomorrow's a night of exceptions. <laughs> and tonight is mischief night. You can do anything you want. So listen, it's a great run for parents right now. Oh, no, tonight's not a good night for parents. Tonight's where you're defending Will you're you, defending your property. Well, you get you think you'll get TP'd or are you going to be out there, uh, you know, getting ready to go to battle? Let's just say uh, if you TP my house, you chose the wrong one. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. I'm not, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm certainly not going to be TPing the Ducharme household this evening. Uh, and I would recommend that you do not either. But I do recommend that you subscribe. Uh, golf on CBS youtube channel first cup podcast wherever gets your pods and uh you know hit the like button all that stuff that i should probably ask you for much more frequently producer josh does all the hard work behind the scenes uh we'll be back on tuesday for a mega preview pod sunday for a recap greg ducharme available on the twitter machine at the real gfd you can find me at rick run good this has been the first cut we'll catch you next time CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.